0: Where are your records? Records? Yes, records. For example, this check for $11,000 dated January 22nd.
1: That was last winter, right? So, um, some went to pay everyone's BGE, because half my district was going to have the heat turned on. And then some went for puff jackets for them that got children in need. Let me tell you something, man. My neck of the woods, it's a jungle out there. Everybody living, hand to mouth improvising, hustling, make do with as little as you can imagine. Hell, that, uh, that uh, TV show, what was uh, Survivor? Man, they want some good contestants. They need to come around Westside. <laughs> <laughs> Folks I know, oh, we do great on that show. Practice every damn day of our lives. Hell and Fear Factor? Oh, sh. Don't even get me started.
0: Forgive me, but I still don't understand how that justifies. Let me tell you
1: something, brother. I don't know how they do it out in Roland Park. Maybe, uh, Prosecutor O'Barner can enlighten me on that. But my world is strictly cash and carry, and I am Clay Davis. My people need something they know where to find me. Let me tell you, brother, I step out the door, hit the corner of Mosier and Pennsylvania. You better believe my pockets are bulging, but by the time I get to Robert Street... Objection! (laughs)
2: Objection,
3: Your Honor. Comrades and friends, hello. We are in the shadow of Rockford Tower. We're behind enemy lines. We're in the belly of the Delaware Way beast. Uh, this is the Highlands Bunker Podcast. Uh, I'm Rob. And before we get started tonight, uh, I'm just going to i occasionally ask you all to—to uh, to search your hearts and your minds. Uh, if you want to become a patron of this show, uh, you go to patreoncom slash Bunker. You just click on five, ten dollars a month, and uh, and support the work we do. We're trying to give you uh, sort of a, a variety of of uh, of sh- sorts of shows, um, one-on-one interviews uh, with academics, um, groups of activists. Um, issue, ish, you know, partnerships with the ACLU on issues. So, um, we're trying to give you a variety, and hopefully, you see it, uh, see fit to uh, to support the show. Uh, Carl uh, is not able to join uh, today, uh, so yours truly is is running the show. So, if there are any uh, issues at all, um, I'm, I'm sure Carl would be quick to blame me anyway. So, uh. <laughs> don't worry, we'll blame you too. Yes. <laughs> So today uh, we have a panel. There's a bunch of stuff we want to discuss. Um, uh, it's comrades and friends in the bunker as well. We have from uh, the ACLU our man Hanif Salam. Hello, Hanif.
0: Hey, hey, Rob. Glad
3: to be back. We have uh, the 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 co-mayor of uh, of Jerkyville, uh, our friend from Kent County, and the network Delaware, uh, Ty Greer. What's up, Ty? Hey. Uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the man the man of the week, pretty much. Um, the uh the, the the vice he's like the second viceroy of the party. Is it a viceroy? Is that what you <laughs> uh he's uh he's also uh with the NAACP. Uh and he's also everywhere in the community. Uh Kobe J. Allens. Kobe.
4: Thank you for having me.
3: Now there was coming back from the uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the we'll talk a little bit about the uh about the action in DC and the ramifications and you know, I cover it in the call. Um, but there was a there was a big conversation on the way back once we got everything sorted and we got everybody out of the jail we got the car out of jail um, all were, that stuff. How
2: did, when were you in jail?
3: Well, we're going to talk about yeah, it. Was in, it
2: was, how am I here? Go ahead. Carry
3: on. There was a big conversation with a few of the activists that were in the car and Kobe about Kobe's middle name and Ooh. he only uses the J construction. And and, and uh, people were scouring the internet looking for this middle name. So maybe if everybody holds tight, maybe if we get up to like fifty patrons on the Patreon, we'll release the we'll release the name.
2: That sounds like a good deal. The middle name. Okay. Yeah, okay.
3: Yeah. I mean, people were just yelling. Brandon Fletcher from the back seat was just going James, John. Jamil, Jaquan, this—he's like Jamal. He just kept going, and going from James to Jaquan. Oh, yeah. it so he fast. hit everything. He it hit was wrong on everyone. Literally, he, now Kobe—we had a big day. It was very uh, inconvenient. We had we ran into a lot of problems, uh, but we finally got out of D.C. and Kobe's like not really having it. And literally, Brandon Fletcher was yelling the same name over again. He's like, "You fucking said that four times." <laughs> that would
2: be me. I'm annoying like that. Hey, Brandon. <laughs> uh, uh,
3: no, Brandon's go- Brandon Fletcher's going to be coming in soon. He he uh he was living up in New York for a bit. Um, he was on early on when he started working at Network, and he's back in the area. Um, he was down with us uh, on Wednesday. And um yeah, he's gonna come back on and talk about some of the uh, the canvassing campaigns that he's doing because they're really like grassroots neighborhood stuff and trying to get people behind like issues that'll help working people. So I can't wait for him to come back in. But anyway, we'll we'll bust his balls right Make now. Make
2: sure that you ask him about dancing with me. Me I, I had him dancing and singing you
3: know, at the it. I will ask him. You might be here when he comes in, so oh,
2: okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got
3: footage. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we started off with, um, and and I, I don't know if we'll use as the cold open or or Carl will clip it here, Uh, the the Clay Davis uh, scene from The Wire, uh, where a an incredibly corrupt um, state senator uh, is put on trial for you know misdirecting nonprofit charity funds, Mm -hmm. and um, you know we've had some issues here, Uh, our our ex uh, city council man Theo Gregory just went down uh, I guess earlier this week or late last week on uh funneling some money uh to himself uh as as we know uh the auditor is uh is on the block uh is in in the you know in, in, the, in, in, the, in the in the in the in the on the stand uh, for this so um I I kind of wanted to start with people's reactions about that and also not um corruption or that kind of malfeasance but uh, Senator Darius Brown has once again uh, just just regaled himself with some of the s- stupidest behavior uh, you can think of. Um, so yeah, we have we have issues. We have issues uh, and gossip. So maybe we'll start off. Hanif, what's your what's your Theo Gregory take? And then what's your take on this stuff
0: overall? Man, the Theo Gregory thing, right? It- it made me think how often things like this are actually happen that we don't know about cuz i feel like he just did it in a stupid manner right like mm-hmm. why would you earmark money for a year after you're not going to be in a position. <laughs> like, you planned on but, not yeah, winning the game. Like, you basically wrote I'm down, not going to be president, so just hold this 40
3: for yeah, me until I'm done, and yeah. then yeah. give it to me. You're, 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 you're basically putting down, like, it doesn't look good for me politically. Just hold this money and give it to me later when but I need it.
0: I'm thinking, like, how many of these politicians really have nonprofits they own or their relatives have nonprofits that they're giving 30, 40 grand to every Austin. year, and we don't even know, we don't, You know, hear about it, yeah, because they didn't do it in a stupid manner. (laughs) (laughs) They played by the rules. Well, that's what we said
3: about the auditor too. I'm sure people hire their kids all the time. Um, I'm sure, like all that stuff happens. Uh, But when you do it in such a ham-handed way, when you do it, not only do you do it, and then when you you don't do it in a in a you know. You fire other people to hire your daughter, and then when people are like, "Well, that's a little weird," you know, you start surveilling them in real time. Like, what are, yeah, what, what yeah. are you doing? So sure, yeah, yeah, it's really it's 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 really that um, people are doing it in a dumb way. I'm I'm sure that um, there are better schemes uh, that are stealing more money. Uh, i you know and we we kind of we kind of know some of them
0: and then we could only assume right everybody might be doing it in a what i'm calling a dumb way but i think overall my perception on all this is in delaware you have to piss somebody off that is somebody to get caught and then all your skeletons will come to light right if yep. you if you keep the good old boys happy you can just scheme and scheme away so but if you the piss delaware the good way. old boys off then you're going to be exposed. So
3: how's that dynamic work, Ty, or, or Kobe? Well, Kobe probably can't say anything about it because it's like he's the vice viceroy, second <laughs> viceroy. <roid. laughs>
2: we're we're going to recuse him the from this. The second viceroy of
3: Dovershire. Yeah, we'll,
2: we'll recuse him from this one.
3: Mm-hmm. But, like, somebody like... um Now, somebody like Darius, I can understand how he rubs people the wrong way because he's, I mean, let's be honest, he's, he's kind of a dick. He's got to fucking tone it down. And I say this with love as another person, as another m- male... Who had sort of anger issues for different reasons and would just snap uh, at at a lot of different things to sort of let off steam and anxiety that I didn't know how to more uh, productively deal with. So I feel that, but dude, you just you just busted up. You know, you you, you cracked up a restaurant in front of people in public. You lost a fucking committee ship. Now you're gonna fucking yell in Mimi Brown's face. Dude, fucking, like, to all, take it all, down. Mimi? F- okay, to take it even down even a few like notches. But
2: Mimi's my girl, so like, listen, I would. We want to bowlers over Mimi. Like, and Mimi's so cool. You know what I mean? Like, <sighs> but again, I don't think it had
3: anything to do with her particularly. He just, he just goes off. Like, but you know she's a I mean? black
2: woman. like I'm sorry. That's not. That's not.
3: I mean, you can say that if you want. Because I mean, look, that that's the conversation that's so been had to, in many I'm places say like I've this. been.
2: Back to this "let's protect our black queens" thing. Okay, there's only but what oof, we can count on oof, one, hand, a couple fingers. How many black women we have? You you know what I mean in in the legislature. And I just feel like at some point there's certain you have to have a, a kind of like a code where no matter how you mad you get at me, honey, you better not scream at me in public.
0: Okay, <laughs> right. You can no, scream
2: absolutely. at me all you want. I don't care what I You can scream at me all you want in the car with the windows rolled up. You understand what I'm saying? Stuff like right. that. But in public, where other people can see and videotape, and I'm recusing you, Kobe, because I don't want you to say nothing, okay? Because you got friends. I don't have no friends, so I am not got to worry about it.
3: <laughs> but Kobe you know I mean? is signaling with his hands. Yes, and he he's like, he, <laughs> he's,
2: like no, he's actually signaling with point.
3: his hands. Can we get to the next subject? But, but we're going to talk about
2: this. But things. yeah, it's just like to me, I'm just like, I was already not feeling Darius. But he solidified. Like, I think he just
0: put the nail on the coffin. And, and, and I can understand why you say that. I, I think, for me, some of Darius' decisions makes it hard for us to recognize his highlights, right? So, rightfully so, he was taken off the bond bill for yes, know, acting disrespecting our queens <laughs> in public. Again, this right? This is the
2: second time, though. But
0: it like overshadows the fact he was the million known as the million dollar man, nationally for. Delaware's bond bill And getting money For our infrastructure
2: But this is a pattern right? now like He
0: was a, a criminal justice advocate mm-hmm. But you threw the glance across the bar So now we don't really We can't really
2: Highlight your wins But that's okay That's not Because you're
0: enough. making These decisions That are making exactly. it hard For us to put you Where,
2: where you, you need to be. be Or should be so. And especially seeing Being he's the First black male sen- No No <laughs> no, he just second it, sorry Herman second. Holloway he Sr. Was, he was, was the, the first, first. I, I, no, who, shout who, out to Herb Holloway Sr. Herb Senior Holloway too. I'm sorry like, you no know, <laughs> like, listen it came out my mouth and then Kobe caught it because as like, soon it came out my mouth, but <laughs> yeah. you know like, your you're, uncle's you're,
3: the man now, he is the your, man your, Herb, Herb Holloway Sr. there's another Herman Holloway didn't really live up to his pop in my opinion no not at all
2: but why would we bring him up
3: just because I want to bust Kobe. He was a same
4: rep, too. But also, I, I, I hear what you're saying, I need for this of? he is.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Cousin, Con, never mind, got
4: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: No, Herman Her, um, Holloway Sr. Was, was the shit. Everybody knows that.
4: There's there's a When things like this happen, no matter what happens in an election or whatsoever, this is going to be a legacy thing as well, too. And you have Theo, who did some good work. He helped get the power, which has been critical to our community. But this is going to be his legacy now. Right. Same thing with Darius. You were talking about the criminal justice reform. That is great. Um, you're talking about the the role he's played in getting more black judges and stuff like that. That's all great. And the bond is critical, especially for low income communities. Mm-hmm. But that is like I said, that is great. But what he did is unacceptable. Um because when you're in a position of power, you're supposed to be held to a certain standard. And the 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 goals um, that you're supposed to be there for is to do good for your community, for the people who pitch you in office, but also all of Delaware. Um, but that standard and that self-standard, you're supposed to pitch yourself on a level where you hold yourself accountable for your actions. And that's where we we get um, lost in this conversation sometimes because I've heard this a lot recently, right? Um, oh well, he's doing so much good work. That is very true. I'm not taken away from that. The work has been done. The work was needed. The work needs to continue to be done, but I don't think it can be done with him anymore. You you
3: bring up a good point though, and I I, I do want to just touch on this because Hanif mentioned it. The other thing it does, which is like a reputational thing, and I'm starting to take it more seriously, is like the, the nonprofit thing. Because there are nonprofits uh, in in this state that do fantastic work. Uh, some of them are – some of the people who work there are sitting in this room right now. and So when you have that, like, tarnishedness – now he's the executive director of the Hope thing, mm-hmm. right? And then you have Theo Gregory sending money to his thing. It's sort of like when you say you work at a non-profit, it sort of tarnishes the image of like the work that
4: people are really trying to do. And let's talk about those two non-profits. Re-entry into our community is huge, and also helping disadvantaged um, uh, students is also huge. Um, so the mark that that leaves on both of them could be detrimental to the community overall. Yeah I and and, I, and and I, 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 I think it. and I think you Oh no go ahead.
0: Denise. Now I was just going to say I get it. I mean I've worked in reentry for 10 plus years. Yeah. I'm a criminal justice advocate so if I'm caught in East Side or South Bridge with new charges um, <laughs> that's going to diminish about that it. Past <laughs> 15 years. So yeah. you know when, and they say one uh, evil deed could wipe out a thousand good yep.
2: ones. But these are all I just want to go back to because I'm I'm I got a temper, okay? I know I do.
3: This is a good, I, well, I mean, we need that a little bit.
2: You know, and, and, I, and I know I can push people's buttons. You know what I mean? But at some point, like, they, he gots to do something. Like, he needs to say something, do something. And I don't know what he could do. But what he's, at this point, it was bad enough. Okay, I was going to give him a little pass because it was a domestic kind of situation. You know what I mean? And you know, sometimes we can push buttons. And there's no excuse for it. Don't get me wrong. But you know that you can push. Them. I know what buttons to push to make my baby act a fool in public. You understand what I'm saying? Where nobody else would be looking at me like that poor girl, and I'm like, mm-hmm, that poor me. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So I'm not. I was. A, I was kind of giving my a little bit of a pass. Not not a pass. Like let's wait and see the details. You know what I mean? But then now this. So this is a pattern of behavior, and the statistics with black women and um, domestic violence don't look really good. You understand what I'm saying? So when we're looking at, he's literally on both sides of the spectrum. You understand? Like you're, asking, you're advocating for criminal justice reform and everything while being a, a career criminal. Because if you've done it twice in public, you've done it more than twice. Because to do something in public, you've taken it to another level. You understand what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. And again, I, <laughs> I do. Unfortunately, I understand all too well exactly what you're saying. And yeah, that's pretty much right. Yeah, like if, if if you need to blow off steam in public and and like actually do like
2: uh, actually break stuff in public. Yeah, it's, where it's you not, know people are watching. We're not, not talking about movie. like you were in McDonald's and you know what I mean in a little cubby. You know, but really, He was really. i just wanted to throw that down. No, you.
3: I mean, I, I think I think that that's right. I mean, you would look. This is why it's a difficult uh, issue, uh, because even even as Clay Davis explained, some good things get done. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. Sure. But it, but it also highlights, and this will be like a segue to the next segment because, um, I, I guess Kobe articulated the best. People are in positions of of public trust, and although we assume that stuff is rampant and and and. Uh, current stuff would seem that it is pretty rampant pretty yeah current current news would seem to support that thesis um it does make sense to try to to try to nip it where you can and so at least you know these people do have as as the ag said with the auditor you know they should have some level of public trust and so you should be held to maybe even more scrutiny than a regular person but who should be held to the most scrutiny and who has the most public trust are the people who we send out there fucking armed up and dangerous and that is the police yeah. um, if we're going to hold anybody accountable it really shouldn't be um, the auditor for, for giving her, her daughter a company car it should be the cops that murdered Lamon Moses
2: exactly so yeah. I, so
3: I, I want to talk about um, the event that was on last Saturday um, Justice for All not only uh were were Lamont Moses's family there and uh, and Lakeisha, uh, but also um other family members of 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 other people who are are unfortunately doing this work because they lost loved ones too, um, and there was another speaker there who was. I've never seen this guy speak, like, with this fire, and that was Hanif Zalam. Hey, You got everybody fucking pumped up, my, my dude. So why don't you give us, um, t- talk about the event, um, talk about your, uh, your fiery speech that you gave, which I liked, and, uh, yeah,
0: just talk about um, that work in general and what we're trying to do. Man, I think I will have to start off by giving Lakeisha Nix a big shout yes. out. Yes. Yes. Through, you know, going through the trauma of losing a sibling she's harnessed that energy into really advocating for justice for her brother and the passage of SB 149. So, yes. you know, I just used the energy that her her family brought in the building along with uh, Jacob Blake, George Floyd, and, and Breonna Taylor's relatives to just try to get people to understand we need to get SB 149 passed. We need a uh, Leo reform. We need a way... For police departments to start being transparent hmm. and to begin holding officers accountable, accountable. Mm-hmm. you know it's no way in a world that a man could be sleeping in his car and end, end up, up murdered. There. Murdered. There's no way in a world <laughs> that a man could be in a wheelchair already shot and and uh, uh, assumably robbed and then end up. Murdered. murdered again. You know what I mean? Hmm. There's no way that a young man should call 911 because he himself recognizes he's having a mental health breakdown and it ends up, up dead that yep. same day by the hands of the police. So, you know, this is not an anti-police thing. This is a transparency and accountability thing so that we can have safer communities and have better relationships between the
2: community and the police. And imagine being a good cop there. You understand what I'm saying? Like, say you wanted the good cops. I know they have some. I've heard. Say there's a good cop there, right? You, what did they do? What do the good cops get to do? You understand what I'm saying? If the police treat us like this, imagine if you cross that, what is it called? A blue...
0: Yeah, the, the blue, blue the, the code the, the the, of the blue silence. silence.
2: Yeah, like, what did they... You know,
0: he, we we talking about public trust here, if our officers are our heroes, our officers should be the standard of, you know, protecting and serving and yet they say the biggest problem in solving violent crime is no snitching. But the moment an officer uh, indulges in misconduct, no officer speaks up on it. So, exactly. Are,
2: yeah. Are and you and talking
4: the... about a double standard?
2: Yeah, <laughs> double standard. Yeah. Uh, Company, did you American call the
4: system? <laughs> what <laughs> double standard? Never. Really. Never. I'm shocked.
0: The, the way?
4: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. This this is an issue um, that we're facing right now. Um, We have been advocating for, you know, policing reform for years, Um, and it it wasn't until 2020, and it it unfortunately took, you know, the nation witnessing over nine minutes of of a man begging for his life to truly want to start doing anything. And what's the first thing that Delaware does? Whoa, that's too fast. I know y'all been asking for this for years now. But let's take some more time, and then they slow walk the process. They change um, our code that that deals with chokeholds, but then puts a provision in that allows chokeholds. Yep. So it defeats the whole purpose of the bill. Um. And I'm glad we got body worn cameras. You know, for every officer. Um. And even the constables at the the hospital have to wear them now. Um. But what true reform have we done? Uh, We we got use of force change. We still can't hold cops accountable. We're still dealing with this. And everyone who slow walked the process in 2020 and are still slow walking the process right now, Lamont Moses' blood is on your hands. Say it again. We have black politicians down there who don't know that their master is just laughing at them right now. That's what we're dealing with right now. We have people who claim to the black community oh, power to the black community, power to us, we're here to uplift you, while still sitting down there talking behind our backs, saying, oh, well, no, this isn't an issue. Or they still have an allegiance to the former employers, you know? Some of them have spines weaker than a cookie. Um, So oh. that Uh-oh. is what we're dealing with here in Delaware.
0: That's why we can't of? do okay, anything okay. right <laughs> okay. now.
4: <laughs>
3: okay. I mean, the way the way that it manifests itself is, like, if I talk to a um, not a member of, of a squ- not the member of the squad, not a comrade of ours, just like a run-of-the-mill garbage Democrat, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you call it, like the co- corporate, like, affluent suburban like affluent suburban mindset. Mm-hmm. How about that? We'll call it affluent suburban <laughs> mindset. The line you get because you can't now after um, all of the spotlights and all the work we've done and the, the marches that we've all, Kobe actually organized a huge one. Uh, after all of that, there's at least a little bit of a push. But if you ask somebody who isn't on board yet, they say, well, we're, we're getting we're, we're, we're listening to all sides. We're, uh, we're waiting to see what Franklin Cook says. Uh, we're, we want, there's a lot of negotiations going on. We want to see how they shake out. We see you. We know what you're doing. It's fucking cowardly what you're doing. Get on board now. I mean, as I've said before, the cop bill of rights should be fully repealed. The, the police, repeal we send them out armed. We let them do whatever they want. They should be at the highest possible standard, not the lowest. Exactly. Not, a, not a law to
0: lower the standard. Exactly. But Rob, check out the Delaware way. We have an attorney general who is putting energy into finding amendments to SB 149 so that we can't get all the police records. But is dragging her feet on prosecuting the cops that murdered Lamont Moses.
2: Say it right?
0: again. She has time to put in an indictment because our order let her child have a car and a couple extra checks. But yet is saying that the case of Lamar Moses has to go back to square one because of protests. Come on, man. Kathy Jennings has to do more. I mean, she ran on a criminal justice platform. She ran on coming into these black communities telling us she would hear us and she would be there for us. And now that we need her, nowhere to be found.
2: But that's what all politicians... But I want to just say, like, Lamar Moses... Like, when we go back to... Let's back up. The officer who killed Anton Black... Let's back up to way back then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go
4: ahead. Talk on.
2: Because it. see, if 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 we had done something back then, Lamar Moses most most likely would still be alive. Well, he wouldn't have been murdered that night. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because this man, he was on tape. It wasn't no question what happened. You know what I mean? When he killed, when he um mm-hmm. kicked that guy in his jaw in Dover, yeah. there was no question what happened. But even with that, and that's like one of the things I think that people are not, still not understanding, that right now our accountability, when we say police accountability or we say justice, justice is only coming in a form of check. That's it. And it's not a check that's going to last these people a lifetime. You know, a million dollars is not a lot of money um, when you're 30. You're not going to have that same million when you're 60. Most of the people. Now, if you give right. it to Ty, I will gladly show you how to make it happen, okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm open for donations. But what I want to just make it very clear is, like it was already said, I want to reiterate, every day that goes by the SB 149 is not passed, somebody else could die. And that's another family that's broken. Another family that doesn't have you know, this person for Christmas and the holidays and every other big milestone every single day. So when you're dragging your feet, like, I just don't understand how you can sit there and look these people in the face say, hey, yeah, you know, what... Because any second there could be another one. And it's just like, they're like, oh, well, we're trying.
4: But it's, it's not just about the incidents where someone ends up dead, right?
2: Oh, living is every worse. Every
4: single day in Delaware. I'm not talking about across the nation. In Delaware. Are people being harassed, yes. abused by police, and that's what we're talking about?
2: Kidnapped? Yeah, <laughs> well, right. I mean My I, daughter
4: was kidnapped. I know
3: you can't, you can't speak on this, so I'll, you know, give you another pass. Rekus. But one of the things that I've that has been very uh, sort of, uh, uh, I'm making this point to people because now. Uh, I can't remember his name; is escaping me that right now. In Southbridge, uh, Dwayne Dwayne Brown, Dwayne Brown, Dwayne Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne Brown. Uh, yeah. So shame we know these you, names off the top of our head. I know, and, and I yeah, I met him at the WCP event. Um, when you see that, it's just like that CCTV camera in the bodega there. So there's no sound, and you kind of see like everybody's been in, like you know, you go pick up you know, soda or whatever. Somebody's buying lottery tickets. Everybody can kind of get the feel, even though there's no sound, and then you just see the cop come in and, and just assault him. And the thing that struck me is like this is what happens every day. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder how many times the owner of that bodega seems to see somebody get roughed up, thrown in the street, uh, you know, verbally fucking like, ab- abused. Um, it's it, you can you. It's really obvious now that this is this kind of um, treatment is just standard behavior oh no i can speak
4: to this i and there's a few other incidents as well too so with this case you know we're lucky we had the the store camera to yeah. see what happened because play. uh, uh cool. chief tracy and mayor pazicki haven't released a body worn camera footage yet and they have it i heard and he that, didn't have
0: his body camera on
4: Oh, really? Uh, Well, that's even a bigger offense right there. But also, before we even got body-worn cameras, let's talk about last year when the woman to police ran uh, someone over, hit them while they were running away with their hands handcuffed behind their back. They hit a young man. And then Officer Dan Shea arrested another young man saying that he is not allowed to film what officers are doing. Now, luckily, another young girl was filming that, um, and that went viral on social media. So this is what we're dealing with with Wilmington police. We're dealing with a police chief right, who came from another city, Chicago, and he had to step away from the Chicago PD because he helped cover up the Laquan McDaniel case. This is who we brought in here, paying $160,000 or something dollars to him. And we have a city council who wants to raise his pay even more, and we have a mayor who hasn't fired him. This mayor hired him, said this is what's going to be best for our city. Let me tell you one thing. Police brutality is out of control in the city of Wilmington. Gun violence is out of control in the city of Wilmington. Gun violence this year alone has already passed the four or four times under this administration out of his five years has passed what it would have been under uh, Mayor Dennis Williams. But yet, but yet they don't see an issue with what's going on. The policing here in the city of Wilmington is broken. It's not fixing anything. Crime is out of control. We rank one. 1% of cities were safer than in all the United States of America. That's not a ranking you want, right? And you're not going to fix this by over-policing or or throwing a bunch of money at the situation like they just did the other day with $1.4 million to our police department. No, what you have to do is, one, start changing the system. The fact is, we don't have community-empowered policing at all. We don't it's a it versus it's it's the community versus them and that's the mindset that's coming from the top down yeah and because of cases like Lamont Moses um Dwayne Brown that's just continuing to break the community trust that they're trying to blame a black councilwoman saying that she posted a meme that that was the reason community trust between the police is broken right so, yes, no, this is not about hating the cops. This is about keeping me and my community safe. Everyone deserves to walk down the street and feel safe. And because we have politicians, and sorry, I'm going on a rant now, uh, but because we have politicians who are unwilling to do that because the FOP throws them a few dollars, it's a shame in Delaware. That's what we're dealing with here.
3: Well, the, uh, there's, a, there's a second piece to that that's even it's just as bad as the politicians getting a few dollars from the police, which that happens. Is that the situation on paper is exactly the way you describe, but for a lot of people it's just on paper. It's like people get sequestered in what Praziki has called bad, rough neighborhoods, I think is what he calls it. Um, And that's where, you know, poor people, uh, working people, um, struggling people, that's where they're sequestered by the cops. So all of that crime and all of that violence, people don't have to see it. Or... You know who I'm talking about. And so that's the reason this is working, is because if Preziki and the police and BPG are all on the same page, then all of that suffering and violence and pain,
0: they just they don't care. They just don't care. They don't care, and it's obvious because there's no investment, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, we have rough neighborhoods in Wilmington win, you're investing multi million dollars in the riverfront and downtown Market Street, of course, those areas are gonna thrive. But when all you've done is put out flower pots and new street lights that are darker than the lamps right. in my house, right. then of course those neighborhoods are gonna be rough. So I challenge Perziki because you got 55 million of these, uh, this COVID money coming in and you wanted suggestions. Won't you invest in these rough neighborhoods,
2: man? Exactly.
0: Invest in communities so that we can curb some of this violence, so we can show our youth that we love them and we want more for them. And why don't you open up some of these city jobs? Man, I don't want to go left, but our mayor <laughs> is trying to get mm-hmm. rid of residency requirements for city jobs. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's telling all of our black children, go to a HBCU. We'll give you money to go to college. Where are they going to work after they get a degree? Exactly. If you want to hire everybody from Sussex to work in Wilmington. And if everybody from Sussex Speak wants to, to work it. in Wilmington, why don't they move up here? So we got to start investing in our communities. And I hope Pazicki do the right thing with those 55 Elms. Man. It, it sounds like you're saying let's rebuild,
4: what? not replace.
2: Rebuild? I, I
4: hope that's what we would do. man. I right? Hope.
2: Build back better? I hope that's
4: what we would do. <laughs> Build back
3: better for us. <laughs> Well, this is a good. This is another good segue um, to the next portion of of the program. Uh, maybe uh, Carl might even have to put some interstitial music here because I'm going to have to psych myself up. Uh, so Kobe knows this story. I don't think Ty and Hanif know this. Story. I don't. So, as everybody knows, I'm a huge fan of the football from England. I love going out and watching it. Uh, you know, out with friends, drain some pints, you know, have some banter, whatever. It's a thing I do. So, uh, I'm going to say a few months ago, coming out of COVID, I noticed a guy at Catherine Rooney's in Trolley Square. And somebody pointed over and said, You know, that's fucking Shotgun Joe. And, um... Uh, I'm sure everybody listening to this knows uh, Shotgun Joe. Uh, Hanif uh, referred to it uh, or alluded to it before. Uh, he's the guy who, uh, who pumped shotgun shells into uh, Bam Bam McDowell. In that incident, uh, he was cited famously uh, in Matt Den's, in Matt Den's uh, report where, of course, he wasn't charged. Uh, but he was cited for one of the greatest <clears throat> uh, euphemisms I've ever seen in a, in, in a legal document like this was extraordinarily poor police work. If you recall, that's what he said. Yeah. So I you know, I was already leaving at that time and I didn't think anything of it. I I didn't want to think about it. A couple weeks after that, I see the dude and I'm like, that's definitely the dude. And it just made me mad. I didn't do anything. And three weeks ago Sunday, there was a big match um, we're Rat Rooney's, all of our crew, big Liverpool crew. It's a big Liverpool pub there. Just got guys there. Shotgun Joe. Areas fuck areas at the bar. And I don't remember I think it was the week after we had recorded with Lakeisha and Kiki and uh and Shakira. And so I was already kind of like I was tweaked. And so I said to myself I'm going to I'm going to fucking say something. I don't know what I'm going to do. I didn't tell anybody that I was going to do it and I was going to wait till the end of the match because I didn't want to fucking get accused of like ruining everybody's day, you know. So the match was a blowout. 5 goals to nil. There's like 5 minutes left. I go to the bar to pay my tab. There's like a corner of the bar where there's a woman sitting who I guess is his wife or a girlfriend and then he's there. So it's like around the corner, but you know, he, he He's, pretty, he's in pretty close proximity to me. The bartender comes over. She gives me the check. I pay the check. She comes back to get it, and I say, hey, thank you very much. I said, you know, have you ever read this, you know the story of Shotgun Joe? She was like, no. What? I was like, Shotgun Joe. I said, you don't know the story, being from around here? And She went, I don't. She's like, is it a good story? I said, no, it isn't. I said, it's not. I said, but you probably, it's probably something you should know about. She's like, okay. So I turned to my left to walk away, and who's fucking standing there? Shotgun fucking Joe. He's a little dude, too. Little guy. And he had this look on his face, real serious. And he went, I'm Shotgun Joe. And I said, no shit, dummy. Why do you think I'm fucking doing this? I'm fucking making fun of you to your face. <laughs> like, what? Like, no sh- Yeah, I know. Fuck you. That's the whole point. Fuck you. And so he, he didn't put his hands up, but he had this real serious look on his face. Like he went real gray. And like people started stepping in. And then he said something to me, which I didn't hear afterwards. My wife actually stepped in and, and, and heard him like say something about me having good health insurance because I'm going to get hurt. And I didn't really understand what he said. But all I said is I said, you got a gun on you now? you going to come at me with the gun? I, and I just yelled out. I was like, this guy killed somebody was like yeah well i was like at least i didn't murder somebody and i kept saying that to his face and so we got separated and i just walked out because i my parents my parents were there by the way this is uh, my dad didn't know what was going on and i was like dad this guy uh, killed uh, my friend's brother i was like was a cop my dad's like oh no we fucking hate this guy fuck you my dad was fucking getting ready to throw down <laughs> it's funny um but yeah as i walked out i was just like uh, I, I just turned around and just said, look, I might have caused a lot of problems here, but at least I didn't murder somebody.
2: Hmm, say it again.
3: And so... So that happened. About a week later, I get a call from Catherine Rooney. Now, I have been gone down there for maybe 15 years. They're like, I'm banned for life. Right? Oh so they banned me from the pub for life.
2: For life?
3: Uh, right. So I basically said, okay... Um, I I got a hold of the owner who I know, and I was like, I said, look, I respect your right to serve whoever you want to. You have a private business. Uh, I hope you you uh, respect my right to protest outside. Uh, It's going to be unannounced uh, and it'll be periodic, but we're going to bring people in and we're going to protest outside. And he was like, "What? You know?" So now he's he's fucking backpedaling. And I said, look. I can't tell you what to do. I'm not gonna make a demand that you do something. That's not how I how I roll. So like I'm not saying ban him. I'm not saying reinstate me. Frankly, I don't fucking care. But I don't I don't want to be looked at as like some fucking rabble rouser. I said that guy murdered my friend's brother. Murdered. Yeah. So I I don't I said I don't really care. His thing was like I can't I give every I can't background check everybody who comes in, blah 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 blah. I said look I don't care I said I know I blew your shit up that's just what I that, that just had to be done and then his, his big thing was that um, I well, first he said you know not everybody even knows that like 50% of the people in there probably didn't even know I said well they do now
2: well that's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem so right there. Well, now they do. Because you know what, every day they have to walk around that their brother's dead. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah they don't have and that so, convenience for people not knowing. Well, them. that's right. the other
3: thing. He go, he says, uh, well, you know, you really you really upset the staff." And I said, "Did I upset the staff or were they upset that they were serving a murderer?"
2: Huh.
3: What really upset them? Do we know? So anyway, we went back and forth like this. And and, and look, he 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 was he he wasn't you could tell his heart wasn't in it. He just doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we left it kind of open. He was like, I don't know what to do. I was like, look, I don't really want to come back in. Let's talk like in a new year. So I kind of left it like that. And I said, look, we, I, I said, here's what I'll do. I'll give you time to think about it. I said, I'll, 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 I'll call off the dogs. Like I, I won't, I, I'll have everybody stand down for now. I said, we'll stand down for now. I said I wouldn't go to the press, but, of course, I'm talking about it. I don't fucking care. Um, but it it, it really is... is. the press. I was about to say, aren't you the
2: press? <laughs> <laughs> you are the press. I mean, <laughs> I, so play that
3: out I guess Go ahead. So. I mean, that's, you know, you'd ask a lot of people, and you get a lot of different answers. If them. I'm the
4: vice-war, <laughs> you're the press. Exactly. So, like, you're definitely the <laughs> no press. I'm, like, confused. I'm, like,
2: aren't we talking to the press? Go ahead. Uh, uh,
3: I, I guess so. I don't. I'm um, sorry. So, uh, uh, so I, I don't even know. Uh, it, it was just such a um, wow. It was really a surreal experience because I mean, look, I've been to protests. I've gotten into it with cops. I've you know been arrested. Uh, I, I I confront people in public because it's just the fucking sh- I bird dog people. I funniest story is after this cold conversation, my wife and I go away for like a long weekend. We come back. Uh, we we stop at Rocco's to meet a friend for a drink, and who fucking walks in the door? Mike fucking Przycki.
2: Oh, he was on a roll. And I went, motherfucker! I just got banned from this place. I can't get
3: banned. I can't even fucking say anything now. But I did like, well, I was outside smoking with my friend Owen and another like another guy, and he didn't see me. So he comes in the door as we're coming in, and he goes to hold the door, and he turns around to hold the door for me, and he sees me, and he went, Oh God like he was just like so he saw me and it just made him and the other thing is I'm not lying on the guy people have seen him in public I think that cardiac condition did not uh that really ravaged him he looks he looks bad looks real bad and it uh, might be one of those things where after you do two terms in an executive office they say it about the president right after you yeah. do the two terms it really ages you and you. I mean he's already got heart problems I mean true. sorry buddy I hope all that BPG money is, uh, buys a nice fucking casket for you
0: well rob let me say big ups to you for turning out Catherine rooney's in front of your parents I'm, man, and calling out a joke.
3: yeah, yeah. Well, i mean look but, my my dad like my mom was a little bit um my mom like she understood but she was like why well, you gotta you know blow up like that uh my dad doesn't he was like no nah, i mean that guy's an asshole let's like, yes. fuck that guy but
0: <laughs> this is this is why we fight fighting so hard for sb 149 right for transparency Right, because shouldn't the family have a right to know? Yep. Right? Yeah. That family lives right maybe eight blocks from Catherine Rooney's. What if they decided to go at Charlie Square
2: exactly. to have
0: drinks and ran across Shotgun Joe themselves? Shouldn't they have a the right to know who he is mm-hmm. and that he's still around? And what's up with him? So that's the importance of SB 149. It's all about transparency, man, and allowing people to know who these officers are how they've been disciplined, if any, and, and who exactly they are in our communities, man. Right? So we could prevent any bad encounters like you had. Well, it's so funny because one of the things that the, that the
3: owner said to me was like, you know, it's it's ruined his life. He's in therapy. This is what he does. He comes out to the Liverpool guys it's as like pu- as like life. part of his therapy. Well, first of all, I was like, I mean, he, he killed somebody. So let's just dispel with that fucking thing. But if this is part of his therapy, like, I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of bogus, but okay. So I'm thinking like, you know, maybe he's embarrassed because I heard that he was like really upset when I left. Like my boy James said, he's was like, he saw him. He looked like he was going to cry, which made me feel good. Yay. But then, so then, I, and then a the guy says, you know, he feels he's, ha- he's having, his life is ruined or whatever, whatever. Then I find out he's fucking shit talking me in there. And when I'm not in there. Guy came in, one of Andre's friends, came into El Toro when we were there last week, laughing. Just laughing. I'm like, I, I, I mean, I know him because he's Andre's friend. I'm like, why are you laughing? He was like, dude, we just left Catherine Rooney's because there was games on. It was like Champions League. He was like, I get talking to this guy, and he's telling me how he's got these guns, and this guy stepped to him, and ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. So he's listening, listening, listening. And then he was like... Oh, you talking about Rob? No, Rob's our boy. You suck, you murder somebody. And like then they fucking got, they fucked off out of there. So he had just had that interaction at Rooney's and walked in and saw me just coincidentally, and it just made him laugh. But yeah, the guy has the fucking nerve to fucking shit talk me. You'd think, and this is what I told people when I've told them the story of like what went down. Because when I'm saying that to the bartender, I know he's there, that was the whole point of it. But like, you you have a choice to, like,
4: just ignore it. I'm not saying that guy. You mean show restraint. <gasps> what? Not jump to conclusions. What? Um, and think that you're right no matter what. This this is the guy, right?
0: Okay. De-escalate the situation without wow. violence.
4: That's crazy. <laughs> you, you got me there. <laughs> you got me there.
3: But, yeah, I thought, like, okay, I'm not using his name. I'm not pointing him out. I, I'm sure it didn't feel good when he heard me start to say it, but, like, I think the move would be, like, if I murdered somebody, my move would be not to talk about it and not to, like, bring it up. So I thought there was a decent chance that I could turn a walk out of there, and that guy never say a fucking word. So, and, and then to find out he's still talking about it, I'm like, bro, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, I I, I don't get it. Like I, I, I like look, I understand you know you've whatever you've compartmentalized it or whatever you've done, you can come out in public because I, I did I remember telling him I was fucking nose to nose with him and I said, I don't think you should be let out in public. And I think if you come out in public, people should point it out. That's what I said to him and and again, if, if I can't tell him what to do, but I'm certainly not gonna like let it slide. So I was, I was a little, it, it actually, on one hand, it makes me laugh. I'm glad I'm in his head so much that he had like weeks afterwards. He's still like recounting the story to people. Right, right. So like, obviously when, when that guy was telling me, I, I said, I don't, I'm not having an orgasm right now, but the feeling I'm having is just below that. Uh, so I was pretty pumped that I was getting this information. <laughs> I said, it wasn't like that. Not that, but it was pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs>
0: Um Mm-mm-mm.
3: And so, like, knowing that does make me feel like, okay, I, I did really get it.
0: Nah, it just, it, it just, I hope that the people listening understand um, Rob's frustration and, and my frustration, because these are the type of individuals that we're hiring to police black and brown communities, exactly. right? Uh-huh. They don't send Shotgun Joe type of guys out into Greenville.
2: You, of course not.
0: Right? They don't send Shotgun Joe type of guys into Caravel Farms. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But these are who they hire at the city and county level to police black and brown people. And then where do you think it's going to go? You know, Rob is who he is. Middle-aged white guy who's pissed off. Imagine Shaco Joe interacting with a 16-year-old right? who's having a bad day. right? You know, and these are the type of individuals they're sending into our communities without any transparency or accountability. So these guys come in, rough people up, disrespect people all the time, and they're never held accountable, man. And it, it's got to come to an end. Just take the breath out
2: of you. Yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> Todd, do, do you have something to say or are you just uh, struggling I with I can't
2: it? say anything articulate. I'm
3: getting – Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, – my first, I, I immediately thought, like, we should go pick it, like, right away. But I actually, I didn't want to have this conversation with uh, Keandra. I didn't want to have this conversation with Akisha right now. They're, they're already, I mean, I saw, you know, they're already uh, fighting to keep the fucking Chris Johnson's fucking amendment out of the civilian review board what a fucking disappointment that cat is what a big fucking dump i took on that one what a dis- what a lap dog but but i but i but you but you know you see her you see her quote in the paper she's she's there fucking fighting for it you see, LaKeisha at the event, at the Justice for All event, yeah. with her
0: family. She's fighting for it. They don't need oh, this. No, shit. maybe I need to talk to Kiki. Maybe we need to go down Trolley Square and make the people aware of SB one forty nine and how important it is, and how we feel about individuals like Shaka you. and Joe. Maybe
4: I'm with we you. We need
0: to take a trip down Trolley. Look, and
3: that's my thing. Like, if I, I get the sense, and this was never like said outright. But the fact of the matter is that these bars love the cops. They're, like... Now, in fact, the owner of Rooney's sort of conceded that the cops are, like, just in general out of control. They do... they You know, they, they're creating violent situations in the street. And so that... He was on board with that part of it. But, like, when it's his business, he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> and so the reason is, is because... The cops have a voice. The cops have a, a, an interest, a, a community interest, where they all stick together, and they had they have the, the they have the community, like especially they have crime. they have the community. And I mean, look, it's I said before, the 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 cops in the and bars, the and, bars and politics, and they all that together, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like like, and again, because New York it's, City, back the, and in the people and in 90s. this neighborhood are very whether whether they choose to ignore it or not. Hmm. They're very happy that the police sequester people in neighborhoods, that the police uh, do that in a violent way and in an intimidating way. They have, Whether they ignore it or not, they're actually kind of okay with it. And, of course, the police, uh, they have great PR. I mean, they have a, they have a bill of rights all to themselves. They have blue line matters flags. They have uh, you they know, have they, the speaker of the house. They have the speak. They have they have the...
0: <laughs>
3: exactly. They have the poli- the, the, the politicians are so so. They have an interest. So and the owner of a pub like that would be like, well, it's going to cause more problem for me to ban a murderer than it is to ban me, or or you, or you, because. There's no ramifications unless we make ramifications. Right. There's no consequences. There's nothing to deal with unless we create the thing you have to deal with. So it's a un- look. It's unfortunate, buddy. But I think we're, there's probably going to be time when we're going to go down there and and, and kind of like get into their shit a little bit.
2: I think you just talked the way all the way back to it. I think so. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's it's about that time. Yeah. But one thing for sure and two things for certain, who will not be let off the hook. Hmm is every single state legislator going up for reelection oh, yeah. in
2: 2022.
0: Let it be known, the people want to see SB 149 we passed. We
2: want SB We do not want a watered down bill. Not watered down. And
0: you can wave it off like, oh, my constituents don't worried about it. But guess what? Guess
2: what? They are. They are. And because we I'm in so all hard.
0: districts up and down the state. More and more people outside of black and brown people are interested in SB 149 and making sure that law enforcement uh, 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 takes the steps to be transparent and accountable. And we're not letting this ride.
2: We're not. And, you know, the funny thing is they're going to be really surprised because when you get outside of black and brown neighborhoods, a lot of these people who are not black and brown did, were surprised with the lack of transparency. Mm-hmm. Because, see, it doesn't affect them on an everyday basis. You understand what I'm saying? So they're like, oh, well, you know, if oh, no, you can't. Oh, no, you can't. Oh, no, you can't either. What do you mean I can't? You can't. Even if this happened to you, not black or brown, you'd be in the same situation. So see, once they realize that they too, wait a minute, I need to do some research. Sure, do something. I'll be back tomorrow. You'll be surprised at how many people who, especially when they come out to like the African-American festivals and different things, you know, being ethnic. When they come out there and they really start to hear about it, they're surprised. They didn't even know the law enforcement officer's bill of rights existed. And some of them have family members who are cops and stuff. And they were very surprised. And they don't understand why it exists. We don't either.
0: 76% of Delawareans want to see independent civilian review boards that can oversee the police. We surveyed the state. So I just want our elected officials, our state legislators, to be on notice. We are not
2: letting this one ride. And it's not just black and brown people, not just poor people. Stand
0: with us or find a different way to contribute Mm because you will not be reelected.
2: Because we're paying attention. And we're going to make sure other people pay attention because I'm tired of people getting elected and doing the same song and dance. When it's time for them to actually do what they ran on. They can't remember. Oh, it's not as hard. It's more complicated than that. I don't care how complicated it is. Get it done. Yep. That is the standard.
3: Well, last topic. But before we get to the last topic, I, I do. I, I should get and say just one more time: Chris Johnson, do better. Just do better. This is not. Stop. 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 What you're doing. Reassess your life. Uh, and you know, you don't have to do this. You don't have to be like you don't. You don't have. You don't have to like bend the knee. To this bullshit. You don't have to do this. So just think about that.
2: We might need a next to the last topic. Did you see the verdict dropped?
3: Ah, we did. So so here's here's the thing, folks. Um, Hanif turned up at the at the uh, at the bunker studio today at the time where the uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, not guilty verdict came down. And like as much as I, I, at least I can I'll just speak for myself and I'll let everybody kind of speak to it like as much as um, you can prepare yourself uh, for what you sort of expect I've said this with the uh, Lamar Moses case, right like I'm prepared for a report to come out from the AG's office and we get what Matt Den did in the in the Bam McDowell case, right We just get some bullshit we get oh yeah, extraordinarily poor police work. So I'm ready to be told bullshit mm-hmm. for this And so I was ready, For this not guilty verdict to come down, this is not a surprise to me. I, you know, I was, I'm, you know, uh, it's just another in the long line of everything that's happened. Um, but I'll tell you, even being sort of mentally prepared for the worst and getting just the absolute dog shit sandwich to eat again, I I still just had this empty feeling in my in my gut. Just, just so, it's so demoralizing. It's so demoralizing because of what what obviously happened. And and uh, you know, th- there's there's nothing we can do about it, and and it, and it, it's not a good feeling.
2: Oh, no, there's something we can do about it. Yeah. If the system well, is broken, I think we should stop using it. I'm going to leave it at that.
3: Yeah. Well, that actually, <laughs> that that actually is is even an even better transition to the, <laughs> to the last thing. To be honest, because. Um, I, I want Kobe to talk about it a little bit. Uh, the, uh, a group of um, Delaware activists went down on Wednesday uh, to protest at the White House. Um, we covered it in the Delaware Call. I was there. I saw it with my own good eye. Um, and uh, yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> Wasn't ready. <laughs> Uh, you have to, see, I got one. When I was her. a kid, when I was a kid, I was always <laughs> really self conscious, and actually, I was even more self conscious when I was like a young adult. I don't know, I give a fuck. Yeah. Um, we went down to uh, to DC to uh, to do a demonstration for voting rights, but also uh, filibuster reform. At least, um, Kobe, talk a little bit about the experience and uh, how you once again and your cohort of of evildoers were once again (laughs) apprehended by the police.
4: Yeah, so, uh, you know, this was um, an effort that's been going on for the last few months um, to kind of call on President Biden to use any tool um, in the full way to his office to get this done. Um, It was black voters that helped him win the primary. It was black voters that came out in record numbers to help him um, flip Georgia, um, um, flip Pennsylvania, um, and minorities, especially Latino community in Arizona, hmm. uh, that helped pit him in office. You look at Wisconsin, Michigan, all of that. It was minority communities coming out in stronger numbers um, that helped pit him in office. And since he won, and in, in the Trump administration and all his cronies have been pushing this big lie narrative, they have introduced over 400 voter suppression um, um, laws throughout America, right? So what we did was we stood in a united coalition um, exercising our right to peacefully protest um, and send a message to our president that the clock is ticking to protect voting rights. Um, This effort, um, you know, I was there when it started on August the 2nd um, when we were arrested in front of the Part Senate building um, with the Poor People's Campaign. I was there when we were arrested in front of the Supreme Court, and I was there when we shut down an airport. Um, if you're not gonna give us rights, y'all not gonna have flights. I know that's um, right. So you no, know, rights, no, no, flights. Flights. no hey. rights, no flights. No rights, no flights. So you know it, it <laughs> and we joke it was a hot charge summer, um, and now you know it's freedom fall. Um, I woke up that morning with freedom on my mind and what we did, um, me, Brandon, Anissa, we decided to risk arrest that day because we truly believe, um, that if we don't get this done by 2022, you're going to see our democracy die. You're going to see it die because we're going to go back to the fifties and sixties where minorities could not openly vote. Um, you're already seeing what is happening down in Georgia, in Texas, with our cousins and neighbors down there, um, their rights being sacrificed because people are upset and they don't want to lose their hold on power. Um, You know, hundreds of us have risked arrests over these last few months. What happened on Wednesday, that was my 20th time. um, And I'm not going to stop. This is, you know, what we see as a... Um, time for everyone to take to the streets um, and call on the Senate to do their job and end the filibuster, it's time to pass the Freedom to Vote Act. It's time to pass the John Lewis Voting Advancement Act. And on top of both of them, let us not forget about D.C. It is time to pass D.C. statehood. Uh They deserve representation. Now, that is a majority-minority-minority Area city right now right it would be the only overwhelmingly uh, minority majority uh, majority minority uh, state if it got statehood and that's what people are scared of um, to having more diversity in Congress Um, it is they're scared of more democracy
3: let's just be let's make it plain as as Harvey J K would do let's just make it plain Mm -hmm. it's just that's what democracy is and they don't like it right I, I I um. I wish the Supreme Court case would come uh, to me, but what people need to understand is this was a this was a planned thing. This is not like, oh, Republicans are in power, so now you're mad, or Trump, or whatever. Uh, the, the Supreme Court uh, said that basically the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act, there are provisions of it that we don't need anymore. So, like, the people who did this before, when they tried to change the rules... The feds could come in and look at it, be like, "Well, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing here?" And basically, you make, talk
4: Shelby versus Holder?
3: Is that what it is, Shelby yeah. versus Holder? So, so what the reactionary conservative court has now done has basically said all of those rules that are on specific states because, you know, uh, you know, racism. Uh, yeah, because like you know, 170, <laughs> because, of, because of 175 years ago they 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 fought a huge war to try to. You know, to keep try to people. keep slaves. Yes. Um, yeah, those people. Lo and behold, when that war isn't over yet, though. No, I well, just want not... say that. I, let's and uh, and we can talk about mm-hmm. that too, because that's why it's a democratic thing. Hanif and I were in here talking, and it was kind of our reaction to the to the Rittenhouse verdict. Like the Civil War could have ended it, uh, but actually, Lincoln being assassinated and the the Vice President Andrew Johnson becoming president was just a was a a disaster. I mean, the radical Republicans in the Congress probably had with Lincoln um a mandate once they won the war to rewrite the constitution. Mm-hmm. That's what needed to be done. The, the 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 aristocratic slave-owning plantation owners in the South should have been brought to heel and the constitution should have been rewritten. But we didn't get that, right? We got Andrew Johnson, who you know yeah. was, was a drunk from Tennessee, who just wanted all of the people who used to make fun of him when he was in Tennessee, all the big aristocratic landowners, to write little "I'm sorry" notes to him, so he could give him he could he could you know just clear the slate and pardon them all. Um, and again, he had a huge fight with the Radical Republicans. They tried to impeach him over some kind of bullshit. Uh, but that's yeah, I mean, the, the promise of what the Civil War was, was never rectified. It wasn't. It never came to fruition. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It's not done yet.
4: No, it, it lived through the Jim Crow era. Um, it lives through modern America right now. Um, but we have a relic from the Jim Crow era that is still helping them defend these laws, and that's the filibuster. Um, the filibuster has been used for anti-slavery laws for anti um you know black people um it has been used to stop women rights legislation um worker rights um and now it's being used to stop voting rights voting rights um and, and creating protections to make sure that that sacred weapon of nonviolent civil disobedience is protected um and that's what we're dealing with right now That's why you have these organizations um, that in some places haven't worked together in such a long time um, coming together and working together. The NAACP, um, National Urban League, the Council of uh, um, National Black Women, um, and NAN came together and did a report card on voting rights. First time ever they ever did one. Um, Some senators got A's, some senators got incomplete, and some senators got F, (laughs) depending if you supported the three main um, pieces of legislation, and then the fourth component was do you support a carve out or um, full elimination of the filibuster to get it done? If you supported all four of those things, you got an A, if you didn't support one of those things, you got an incomplete, and if you didn't support all four of them, you got an F. Um, so that's what we're dealing with right now. Um, you, you have. People who are being led by Black Voters Matter, um, the poor people's campaign, people for American Way, legal women voters all outside protesting right now. And it's not gonna stop. Yeah, I if do that's wanna... the only way they're gonna listen to us because so, so we're not gonna be able to be heard through our vote anymore. Yeah, you
3: brought up that coalition and with the thing that I always push and mm-hmm. I've pushed it in private and public too, is forming some sort of coalition and, and with labor and also building the ranks of union labor just in the country. And I was very uh, happy to say that um, the labor turnout and, and and people getting shout outs that I witnessed at the at the event were huge. Mm-hmm. Um, the rally point, which is a couple blocks from the White House, uh, was the AFL CIO. They had a huge turnout. Um, I know the uh, SEIU had a huge turnout. I spoke mm-hmm. to a woman from the SEIU from Athens, Georgia. I spoke to another woman from the SEIU, came from Ohio. Um, so that coalition with, with organized labor and, and regular working people, I think is another big piece of it. As you CWA. Said, the, yeah, it's that's right. And if they if 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 all of these, you know, if we can find common ground to stand in solidarity together for this kind of stuff, that's what really is going to be helpful. And I was and I was very happy to see that, uh, of all the of all the demonstrations and protests and and uh, actions that I've that I've been to and, and participated in or covered them or whatever, uh it was the it was the, the the one that had the biggest uh outwardly explicitly union presence. Yeah. Which was which was cool. And you know, there was a thousand people or so there and it was a huge union
4: presence. Their rights are on the line too and, and this filibuster um right now is holding up key legislation that our unions want to see. That's the um, Pro Act. The Pro Act is probably the biggest um, piece on a federal level right now that any union could be advocating for. um, But it's not just our unions and our our, our, our workers who are out there. It's our, our activists, our, our unions, our faith leaders from every mm-hmm. faith. You had people out there from some of the richest parts of the country to some of the poorest parts of the country all standing shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder risking arrest. Um, because voting rights doesn't, you know, it, it does not just stop with um, whether your neighbor can vote or not. You have to bring your community in on it. Um, and when your community can speak as a whole um, through your sacred right to vote, that's when you start getting change. And people are starting to wake up and see that now. They know what is going on is is wrong. It's morally wrong. Um, and it's time for us to do the right thing.
0: You know what, Kobe? You, you absolutely right on that. Hmm. The people do understand. Mm-hmm. So I just hope that <laughs> President Biden... Vice President Harris and the rest of the good old boys network understand the people know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And we've seen how the people get when they get uh, unruly Mm -hmm. in the brink of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor situation. So while I would urge our president and the system to do what's right, because we are one situation away, from the community taking matters into their own hands. I hear every day they say, Hanif, I appreciate the work you're doing, but I don't see it in the hood. Right. The cops are still harassing us. Mm-hmm. I know you're saying SB 149, but I still got problems in my community. Hanif, I know you say be positive and be the best you could be, but it's still rough in the hood. Although they say it's COVID money out here and they're creating more equitable ways and opportunities for minorities, The people in these communities don't see it, and we are one situation away. I prayed that things wouldn't go left when I seen the verdict today, and that might not be the straw that breaks the camel back. But we are not far from it.
4: Two major cases happening. Rainhouse House just got off, um, and then you have the McMichael uh, trial going on for their killing of Amard
0: Aubrey. Now, if
2: that don't go right, listen, they better. That might be the the one. one. That might be the straw.
0: And the way our hey. police are so out of control, if they shoot somebody else, that might be a yeah, straw. Yep, yep. But we are only one straw away from the camel's back breaking. So please, please, I urge our politicians, our, our, our people that run the system, do something to help the people. Do what's right.
3: Yeah, and that's why I've said before SB one forty nine being an example. I I agree. You know, it's I have trouble. I've, I went out canvassing one time. And I just have trouble speaking with uh, just strangers when they say something like, "Well, I don't see that though. I see no path forward uh, doing doing elections." And I, I, because of X Y Z, they say, and I said, "Yeah, you know, you got a good point there. Like, it's a fact. It like, is. You can like SB one forty nine is is a, is a good start. It's 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 a way to at least have some transparency, some some uh." documentation that can be used to manage individuals better. Yeah. But that's that's the first step. And this is why it makes me so angry when you talk to sort of the milquetoast, sort of middle-of-the-road politicians when they tell you, like, well, let's just see where – fuck that. Like, I, like you don't have to wait for a committee to come out, you don't have to wait for to uh, for the you know the meeting to be done and the, and the negotiation to be over and to see who stands where to look at what's happening and be like, this is the least we can do and then we should start looking to do more. you know it's it's just not it, as you said before, it's unacceptable for anybody who, who represents any community in this state to not look at what's happening and say, yeah we can't we can't operate this way and just try to obfuscate. And and run the you know the blue ribbon panel uh, you know executive committee consortium stuff and and you want to let me know you know what the what the what the cops you know, what they what their interests are and what they want I don't care it doesn't work like that It doesn't work like that this is a, a community of people we decide how we're going to be policed that's what democracy is we decide how we're going to put fires out we decide we decide together how that operates. And then you do, then, then that it's done. That's it. So yeah, I, I very much appreciate that sentiment of, of people sort of saying like, I don't see it. Like, I don't see what I'm being told I'm getting because I don't see it because you're not really getting it. I don't see how these just totally minor Updates just to try to help manage the process a little better, the the human resources personnel process, so we don't have you know the the craziest of the lunatics out there. But you know, I think we gotta we, you know, we gotta make it clear that yeah, it's a huge fight, and I understand why people would feel the way they feel, dejected, hopeless, whatever. It makes perfect sense to me. Um, but I I just figure we're only here for you know couple 20 30 40 i'm older so maybe i'm having a having a midlife crisis (laughs) but like why not why not uh go down swinging that's what i say
2: that's my whole thing i'm gonna keep fighting as long as i got breath in my body and a wiggle in one toe i don't i'm not gonna let them win you understand what i'm saying so i just don't understand like that giving up mentality oh i don't see no change okay well if you don't see no change then do something different you know what i mean and like what so i'm just gonna put this out here just gonna be honest before a year ago, before I stepped into this arena, I was always, like, politics adjacent. I was actually ducking and dodging politics because I'm just like, oh, my God, they just talk too much. You know, so I would duck and dodge it. Whatever. You may, bro. And so when I did make the conscious decision to get more involved, because I realized as much as I duck and dodge, I knew so much more. I'm like, none of you guys, you guys, when they thought I was talking... Y'all were the ones who were talking in class because you guys didn't learn nothing. Like People really didn't pay attention. They didn't know how to get a bill passed. They didn't know anything. They didn't know what people could do. They didn't know. So I decided that I was going to be transparent and come into, you know, like, okay, if we want to see something done, we have to do it ourselves. I'm going to be the change that we want to see. I'm going to show you guys it can be done, blah, blah, blah. The more I got involved, the more I realized they really fluffed us in school. You know what I mean? Like They fluffed the fuck out of us. You understand what I'm saying? Because they missed all these little details. And this is how we keep getting bamboozled. Because we really don't know what we're up against. And so I encourage people, if you're frustrated, you're too far on the outside. Come inside and be frustrated. (laughs) Join the crowd. I know. Okay? Yeah, and I've said this before. (laughs) I mean, politicians
3: have said it to me. And I don't think it's a secret. But... Especially at the local level, you know, if if a 300 people turn up, you know, a couple times a month to legislative hall, that would be huge. That like, it would it never hu- happen. It would be huge. And so there is a, there's a line there. If you can push the ball over it, and you can have that Ben Jealous, I mean, said it after the uh, the national action, um, you know, why because the turnout was so good, it helps uh, reinforce the idea that. If we have to do this again, we have these people to come do, do it again. So yeah. that's that's the mechanism. And again, a lot of the stuff that's been passed in the in the past, whether it be the FDR or whether it be civil rights amendments in the 60s, came from just concerted people power and effort. People power. An effort indicating that we're going to keep turning out in the street and making it very clear that you're not serving, you're, you're not doing what you're doing, what you're saying you're doing. And we have to continue to do it. And like, I, and, but again, I understand why people get beat down, but as you said, I mean, we're here, we might as well just...
2: And in, two, in Delaware, we have a unique gift, and I cannot stress this enough. In Delaware, you can literally go, oh, I'm going to just use his name as we said it before. Darius Brown. <laughs> wow, look, right? And then you can go where he hangs out and run into him. You know, in New York, that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? You can literally call up, I can call up Andrea Bennett, my representative in my district, on her cell phone. You can't do that in New York. So in Delaware, I just want to put this out here in Jerkyville fashion. If things aren't getting done, it's because the people aren't making them get done. Like we literally, doesn't take much of us, because we're all elbow to elbow, to get things done. So every time something's not getting done, it's because there's not enough people want it to be done. So it's not enough where you just want it, you have to actually do something about it. So we shouldn't be able to sit here and have a conversation and we talk about all these different situations and we know for a fact out of the, how many? one, two, three, four of us in the room, at least two to three, four of us are at every event. Really? Yeah. To the point where we even know, hey, oh yeah. Such and such had a baby. That's why they went there. Oh, such and such wasn't there because they got a flat tire. Now we shouldn't know this,
3: okay? (laughs) There should be more people than than you can be intimately aware of. Exactly. Yeah.
2: We need more people involved, so things aren't getting done because we need more people power. Well, let me let me let
3: me drop. This will be how we'll we'll close it out. We'll close it out with something a little cerebral, and I want to get your just your feedback. Um. So. This is not. This is. This will probably come as no surprise to you, but there are people uh, at, at at other organizing levels that we know who are working on this very problem, and uh, I had a conversation with one of them yesterday, uh, and I had a conversation with somebody he talked to Sunday on Sunday after this. Uh, so I, their idea, is, and it just you know it's it's very new, but their idea is based on the uh, at the AA the Alcoholics Anonymous idea. Uh, and I'll explain to you what it is. So, that that's a decentralized sort of anarchist organization because there's no leaders, nobody runs. Everybody just shows up at the time and does the thing, the prescribed thing. Mm-hmm. But there's no like nobody's in charge of it. It's just like it's here to do the thing, and then we just split. There's no money changes hands. Nobody pays for anything. Right. Um, that's how these things work from a from a organizational standpoint. What if we applied that to leftist organizing and we said, look, you're frustrated about police reform, the fucking Rittenhouse thing, or you're frustrated about um, not being able to get family leave or any kind of criminal justice reform. or fin- but, And you have these ideas and you, and you don't know where to channel them. Come to these centralized meetings that are always happening. Nobody's in charge. There's no real like agenda where you have to do this and these are the goals and this is the thing you just let people kind of rap about it come come up with some kind of structure and then as people sort of get their ideas fleshed out somebody says yeah i'm really excited to work on housing rights and homelessness i think it's a scourge on our country and it really is that uh, we are able to produce an abundance and have people on the street it's fucking stupid so I want to work with, who, who should I work with? And these people will say, oh, there's a homes program, actually. You got to call Cheyenne Miller. you got to call Anna Villis or whatever. But it's a way to be able to bring more people in and be able to, instead of being able to turn up 100 people in Dover once in a, in a session, be able to turn up 500 people every month, say, on whether it's on issues, whether it's on everything. So it's, it's stuff we're thinking about. I I don't know, like, again, it can't be a meeting that has an agenda that everybody has to feel some sort of, it it needs to be a little more decentralized and a little more free, Uh, but it's a, a way to bring in people in the community at a particular time. You see your people there and you just, you just rap about it until such time as you need to be mobilized. So you're organized to get mobilized sort of thing. And it's more about the process than a particular thing.
2: I don't know. Haven't we been doing this? Isn't that what they've been doing? I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> I mean, I've I've maybe I'm missing the, the, nah, the, the nah, meet. Nah, nah, I, I
3: feel like every meeting I go to, like you said, it's the same people. And it's also very um, structured. Structured. And a particular kind of way that, like, organizers do stuff, like, advocates and organizers, like, have certain language, they use certain terms, they do things in a certain way. This would be, uh, this would be a little more less structured. It might be more inviting for people to come uh, to something where there's just, you know, p- that there's no, like, who's in charge of this. There's so, sort of, sort
2: of, like this is sort of something, like, I was bouncing off of Drew about doing for the change agent in King County. To build up the base bill for like for um, Network Delaware and for Delaware Working Families Party, not necessarily together, but you know what I mean. Um, to build it up because I wanted a space for people to network. One of the things that I see a lot in Kent County is everybody's working in silos. Everybody's literally doing the when I say the exact same thing. Ten people are doing coat drives. Everybody's giving one coat. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? To 10 different code drives. Whereas if they combine them, then they don't want to do this. Or some people don't want to give because they don't want to cross this because these two people are beefing in the... It's just stupid. So one of the things that I wanted to do was to have unstructured time at the end of our change agent journey meeting. So I wanted people to have goals because I feel like people need goals. So that's one of the big problems I see with people is everybody has ideas, but these ideas are not coming to fruition. Okay, because they're not thinking about the bigger picture Like these ideas need to be fundraised for these ideas need to have You know something that you're working towards so that you can qualify for grants Everybody thinks they can have a grant, but they don't have anything that somebody a grantee would give you Like why would they give you money? Just because so one of the things I was looking for was to have a structured event But then follow it with a networking type of event Where it doesn't have to just be about political things. You know what I mean? It could be your own personal business for example People going out here giving coat drives that somebody else is doing, wants to do free haircuts. We can combine our free haircuts with our coat drives. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody works together. Another thing I'm trying to do is get people away from using their own individual business. Everybody wants to put their every logo on everything, right? Come together as an alliance and make it to it's more transparent because that would also be more inviting to people. I mean, it's like less transparent, I guess it would be because many people have to come here to know who's here. You understand what I'm saying? Because we say ACLU, I can kind of guess. Somebody say, "Oh, the ACLU was there." I can start naming off people who was possibly there. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So one of the things, but I think that part of the reason why I think people need structure is because they don't know what they're doing. You understand what I'm saying? So we yeah,
3: and have... I think it's very like what I said too. Like some of these, I know some of some people sort of get psyched out by like just doing it, and you kind of like you, you kind of have to be a little. Give them a little more space. I feel like I come into these spaces a lot, and it's, it's I don't want to say very structured, but the person, a new person, and I, and I mean a new person to an issue campaign. I mean a new person to maybe something the ACLU is doing as an issue campaign or the party or whatever. Uh, uh, you, you mentioned the Working Families Party. That's a good example. They're trying to get people to just do organizing and be able to do canvas campaigns and things like that. I feel like the intake in those situations is is a little bit intimidating. It's a little bit um sort of well, it doesn't give the individual who cu- wants to come and do something the r- the room to sort of like feel it out, see where they fit like and 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 sort of in their own mind realize why they're doing it. I think those people need need a way to sort of ruminate on it for a bit and be around activists before somebody's asking them to do a specific thing. Like, so you're talking about goals. Like, general goals are good, especially if you are working on a specific thing. But I think we got to take a step back from that conversation and just get people like people like that want to come hang out. I mean, we're like, look, we're very cool. Maybe not Kobe. But most of us are very cool.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, <laughs> so come on. Uh, no, I mean, look. If you want to come out and hang out with cool people and see what we're working on, just come out. Like, I don't have to ask you to do something the first time. I, I mean, you, actually, I don't think you should. Ty's going to ask you. Know yeah, I'm going to ask you. But, 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 but no, again, but I will no. say no. this.
4: I, th- like like <laughs> hey, I, I,
3: I can't I see the <laughs> point in that, I, I understand why there's, an, uh, there's always an ask and there's always an angle and this is how you organize. I understand that the organizing philosophy – I get it. I th- what I'm saying is, I think there's something there to being able to f- to be in it, like you said, to be in it without um, having a specific thing to do for six months. So
2: what we're going to do? They sound like Rob wants to be part of my change agent journey because that's what we're going to do. The, I'm show. Is you. that what I said? Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> what I heard. Yeah. Because one of the things that I one of the goals that I've set for people was to show up. Your whole goal is to show up. Yes. Show up three months in a row. So I don't (coughs) think that... I think think that's right. So what I try to do is I try to tear the ass towards the activists. You know what I mean? If you're new on the scene and you're shy and stuff like this, you can't be shy around me. Ask Brandon. There's no such thing as being shy shy around Ty. Okay? That's cool. Shy is something that's internal. Mm -hmm. But we're on on the outside. You can be shy when you get home. We gonna party but we're I even. think I think Rob
0: does have a point. Though oh, I think that we can be a little bit more informal and organizing, and um, take an opportunity to network and build relationship with others. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we are because we understand what's necessary, right? Only thing that's on our mind as organizers is I need to get five hundred people to Dover by this date, right? But wouldn't it be easy for me to get 500 people if I fed 300 of them first? Without Say that one more time. People? Yep. Wouldn't it be easier for me to get 500 people if I did a training for them mm-hmm. first hey, so, without so, asking don't them to be do li-
2: anything? Don't be
0: giving out my thing you real know, quick. We could do football in ties. vet. Don't be giving event, out my thing. You, so, so, yeah, I, 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 I see.
2: I see you What
0: you change agent thing. Yeah, yeah, we have to build relationships, relationships. with people and then when we go to make the acts, they'll be more than willing they'll to be do that. Really. For
2: us. Say it again. And but I think we that's do what
0: as advocates, we get through in the room for that first sign and be like, come on, you come hey, to Dover with me. Come, come on to this city council meeting. The person like, oh, oh, I don't even have enough information yet. Or I'm not even sure if I trust you, Hanif. But I do think we do need the leaders, cause the biggest difference between organizing and say a an AA meeting is it's just a meeting, right? And they have their 12 steps they can go back to. So you don't need a leader, right? right. We're gonna talk about step one. Say whatever you want to say, and the theme of the meeting is step one. But when it comes to organizing, there's always an action that is necessary, yeah. and you need somebody to lead those efforts. But. Yeah,
3: I think I, I absolutely agree with that. I think what I'm talking about is like the step back. Like what yeah. what pool do you have to, to 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 swim in when you need to to get 250 people right. to the legislative?
0: Let's park. bond okay. as people. Like what first? comes first? What what's, what's the first?
3: what's the first thing? And I, like I, this happened. Um, Months ago, with uh, with a group that was sort of a nascent group that seemed pretty eager on a particular, I will just say it was a, it was one of the one of the Asian American groups who were upset with the Brady thing, and they wanted to um, do some organizing. They wanted to do an action. They wanted to get the thing, and I thought that was that was great. And um, some people's instincts were to like to to see how how they could organize in the political realm, or like. Or come out to endorse a primary candidate, or or whatever, or just different organizing stuff, and and those conversations didn't go that great. I still think this. That, I still think that that group uh, is engaged. I still think that they're uh, motivated to do more work, but like we didn't need to have that conversation with them like two weeks after they're figuring out you know how they're gonna how they're going to advocate for this Brady thing. That's the, what I mean. Like, now we, we can work that where when people on their own fruition turn up to an event or start doing small organizing and we reach out to them or they're, they're actually put in touch with us, which happens a lot. Like, um, you know, people are always talking to me about like, hey, would you have this person on or would you cover it? Because I, I want to cover that kind of stuff. But I don't want like, I, I, you know, I don't want them to feel the pressure of the, the organizing community. When they're just sort of starting to figure out that they want to become engaged. Like they've had an enlightenment moment, and we see as organizers, we're like, i oh, we got you. You got to do this. You got to do that. You That's do why this. they need let to they, change they, agents. Let that, yes. That's that,
2: why the change agent journey, I'm going to throw a Network Delaware plug. This is why this is important because the change agent journey, uh, they can come and literally listen to other people do their thing, talk about their thing. It's peer coaching. You understand? Network Delaware, change agent journey. We have it in all counties, okay? Um, and I do Kent County counting primarily, but I do like Lakeisha's one of my change agents. So when like, even down to the point for one of the goals for Lakeisha was, you know, at first she wanted all these people to show up. Right. And one of the things I said to her, don't get stressed out about people showing up. These are the people that you know who are going to show up, count on them and them coming three times in a row. That's a goal. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So one of the things that like, and I think too, that with the change agent journey does you have a, your own personal coach, you know what I mean? So you build that relationship with them. Plus, you automatically, if you're my change agent, you get access to my whole entire network, right? Plus, when Hanif needs something, yeah. what? I call, call my side. people and yeah. I tell my people, turn out. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we have a relationship. Yep. I know what's going on with their life. I know what's going on. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't tell nobody none of, nobody else's business. Right. But I also know, oh, don't reach out to this person because X, Y, and Z, but I'm going to go get you such and such. You understand what I'm saying? And I think that that's where the change agent journey is they don't have a particular ask. My job as as their coach is to turn their passions into action at their pace. So what I do is I let them set their own goals, and I kind of like tweak them, give them a couple of helpful suggestions, and we go from there.
0: I, I've said I like it. that. Passion and action.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, I like that, too. I, what did I, say? I said
3: they got motivated or enlightened or whatever. But, yes, exactly right. It's funny. I mean, everybody in this room knows it, but – um, I, it's so nice when when stuff that network's doing really clicks because um it has like a like a lot of uh, of of Drew's sort of DNA in it. I mean that's that's how we kicked off this whole thing to begin with. It's like Drew was so great about being like, hey, you're talking about this thing, you know, there's somebody you can talk to. I want you to talk to this, but like kind of feel them out for like where they fit based on what they're into, what motivates them, what their personality is like, all that stuff. I think that's dope. I know um, Kirsten Walther uh, yes. is, is is heavy into it here in Newcastle yes, County. Yeah, she's
2: Newcastle County organizer. Kirsten Walther, she could be your change agent coach.
3: I'll tell you what. Also, <laughs> I, 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 I think I would like to Kirsten Walther to be my change agent
2: coach. And she should. And I think that would be an excellent thing because I'm telling you, this program is one of my favorite ones that Network Delaware came up with because – I can literally tailor it to each individual person. So when we have some people who want to go, boom, straight to like people who want to run for electoral like, campaigns, you understand what I'm saying? We have a pathway to that. So we have nine different achievement areas. So then, you know, I can get them in touch with this, and if they're progressive, you know, I'm throwing them with WFP. But by just by doing this, it's like they come into a network family. And one of the things I like with just like with Network Delaware and the other groups we partner with, like the ACLU and, and different other groups that we partner with in AACP, is because when I send people to them they build their own relationship. You understand what I'm saying? Like I can send somebody to, somebody asked me about Kobe on my way here. Oh, is Kobe gonna be there? See, that means that we're doing our job. If I tell you I'm gonna be on a podcast with Hanif, and somebody asked me if Kobe's gonna be here, that means that we, on the outward to the community, are doing our job. Because they know that we're fighting for the same things. They know that we, you know, share resources. And somebody just randomly said, is Kobe gonna be there? You understand what I'm saying? That's what we're doing. So they know they're stepping into a network of people and that's a lot of support. Well, is it that time
0: of. or is it cuz they think <laughs> Kobe the and I are related cuz I keep hearing that.
4: Oh, a
2: lot oh,
0: yes. <laughs> no. Yo, no that
2: real, funny story.
1: That
4: funny news? story. This uh this lady stopped me on the street the other day. Um and she's just talking to me. She's like, "Oh, you've been doing amazing work on police reform." Yada 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 and like,
2: I'm like, "Oh,
4: okay. Yeah. Face face." She's like, um uh, she named someone at the ACLU. I was like, "Tell them I said hi." I was like, "Huh?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
4: I really don't know that person like <laughs> but, that, but, but
2: okay. All familiar. right,
4: and then like, I was I was confused, and then I started putting. I was like, "No, she yes. doesn't." <laughs> and then she goes bye, Hanif. niece. I was like, "Yo, what?"
0: <laughs> no, another funny story after the justice for all event. Right? Somebody said, "Oh, I seen the video where you were speaking and all that." And they said. Was that your cousin
2: that spoke at the end?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <we call> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Crazy. Wow.
2: Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, y'all do kind of look nothing alike, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, you're both black men, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a start.
3: They're, I mean, they are both built like uh, two offensive
4: linemen. They can both really? be like offensive
2: guards. Okay.
4: <laughs> hey, um. First off, the other day, I was called chubby and snuggly. So I'm just going to go with that oh, description. <laughs> That's snuggly. my new description <laughs> like for snuggly. my That's body weight. weight. Yes.
2: <laughs> that was, I'm when snuggly.
3: When I heard you say that, I thought <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I'm snuggly. I'm okay with that. We've reached the end of another uh, incredible episode. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it uh it's very fun for me to have like real comrades in and shoot the shit so i just want to thank again hanif uh ty and kobe always a pleasure right? always thank always you. anytime anytime yeah. yeah and uh yeah we did the pitch before we won't do a pitch now um we'll, we'll try to uh have ourselves a good weekend i think you'll all be hearing this uh thanksgiving weekend so um enjoy your uh, family enjoy your meal and um let them know that left is best